Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Brad Baldwin. Welcome to our, uh, our pre-St. Patrick's Day episode of Pod for Teacher. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And I hope that all of you are able to find your very own pod of gold. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm picking up Fitz's slack gold. here. Love it. Yes, yes. And you get me for the podvocates <laughs> crack. Okay. Anywho, here, here's, the, here's the context. Have you ever felt tired, run down, stretched too thin, like a shell of yourself? This is not some sort of medication commercial. Or Sounds like it. <laughs> maybe you've taken on too much in life. Or have you ever thought that maybe you're kind of wasting your time? Maybe... You're just like a mouth breather, perhaps. Some people might, might call you. I don't know. Then maybe you aren't being as productive as you can be. And there seems to be like a pendulum that can potentially swing from one extreme, where you're working yourself to the bone, neglecting relationships, neglecting your health, to, uh, to the other the extreme of being to- a total waste of space and not contributing to the betterment of society, others, or yourself. So we ask, where's the balance? That can happen in school as well. As a student, there's classes clubs, sports to be a part of. And you know what, as a teacher, there are classes, clubs, sports to be a part of. So that's why we recommend Zycam. <laughs> side effects include, I'm sorry, I just fit. It's all good. So what's the balance between getting the most out of education while still living a healthy, meaning emotionally, physically, etc., lifestyle? We'll dig right in after this word from the Beatles. It's been a hard day. Welcome back. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, indicators of successful participation in school include consistent attendance, academic achievement, and aspirations for continuing education beyond high school. Extracurricular participation was positively associated with each of these success indicators among public high school seniors. During the first semester of their senior year, participants reported better attendance than their non-participating classmates. Half of them had no unexcused absences from school and half had never skipped a class, compared with one-third and two-fifths of non-participants, respectively. Students who participated were three times as likely to perform in the top quartile on a composite math and reading assessment compared with non-participants. Participants were also more likely than non-participants to aspire to higher education. Two-thirds of participants expected to complete at least a bachelor's degree, while about half of non-participants expected to do so. It cannot be known from this data, however, whether participation leads to success, successful students are more inclined to participate, or both occur. So what I took away from that is that people who participate do better. Is that is that the is that what I gleaned from? If you yeah, if you had to simplify all 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 of (laughs) that wordiness down to yes. Absolutely. People who participate will continue to do so. (laughs) Okay. All right. And according to the College Board, extracurriculars also play a part when you apply to colleges. Most college applications ask about your activities. Probably legal activities, I'm assuming. I hope so. Yeah. That's because the things you do in your free time reveal a lot about you in ways that maybe grades and test scores can't. Your accomplishments outside the classroom show what you're passionate about and that you have qualities valued by colleges. And so here are a few examples. Maybe you serve in student government, and it shows that you have leadership skills. You know what, Bradley? I think you have tremendous leadership skills. So leader. (laughs) Just saying something doesn't make it true. Um, (laughs) Being on the track team maybe throughout high school shows that you're able to make a long-term commitment. 
I think my wedding ring shows that about myself long term. More so, I feel bad for Amy making that long-term commitment to me, but I digress. It's a circle. It never ends. <laughs> no, no beginning and no, no end. <laughs> yes. Doing volunteer work at a hospital shows that you are dedicated to helping others, and working a part-time job while keeping your grades up shows that you are responsible and can manage your time. So colleges, they want to know who you are and what you can do. Your activities help you show them. So put down the books and get out there. But don't put the books down permanently, though. Yeah, again, this balance <laughs> situation. Like, I'm throwing them out. We're burning them. <laughs> don't burn the books. No. No censorship. <laughs> <laughs> According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 42% uh, of school-aged children were involved in sports. 30% were involved in lessons. 28% were involved in clubs. As of a new report published last November, 9% of children participated in all three extracurricular activities. The report, which analyzed data from the 2014 survey of income and program participation, did indicate, however, that some obstacles do currently exist. Children in poverty were less likely to participate in each of the three extracurricular activities, sports, lessons, and clubs, than those not in poverty. Children with a college-educated educa parent were more likely to be in a gifted program and less likely to have ever been expelled or repeated a grade. A lower percentage of children in homes that lacked access to sufficient food at some time in the last 12 months were highly engaged in school. 26% compared with 38% for children in, in food secure homes. Okay, so, me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's fine. Go ahead. I was just saying it reminds me of the, the age old thing about socioeconomics. You, know, you can do a whole lot, but at the end of the day, if you don't have money, for transportation, you're limited. Yeah, yeah, or for providing for equipment or whatever it is. Um, I mean, when people are struggling just to have food in the homes, they don't study like one in six kids in this country suffer from hunger every day. So, like, unfortunately, the, those are obstacles that are tough for a lot of people to overcome. Um, so, I, I don't know how to how we answer that, but. Well, I think one of the ways, that, and, and we've all benefited from this, I know our students certainly have benefited from this, is uh, just kind of the influx of booster organizations that oh, are yeah, out there sure. um, that, that kind of notice the need, see the need, work with the, uh, the teachers, coaches, coaches, and sponsors and things, and, uh, and kind of help ensure that those students have, have some of those opportunities and, and aren't always having to, to foot the bill for every little thing that they need to do. And that, that really goes a long way, I think. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, unfortunately, transportation is probably still one of the big sticking points, like Absolutely. getting to or After from. School, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. So what it comes down to basically is that there is plenty of research out there to support the claim that despite the obstacles, extracurricular involvement among students is beneficial. Well, what about the teachers? I don't care about teachers. Neither do the students. Pod for student now. Rebrand. <laughs> um, in 2016. U.S. News and World Report interviewed Alan Nichols, a Tennessee high school social studies teacher, what a guy, with 16 years of experience who also coaches his school's cross-country team and sponsors NHS, National Honor Society. Nichols believes that everything he does is, quote, part of his greater goal of helping his students be successful long-term, whether that's getting into their dream college or landing a scholarship, but taking on those additional responsibilities can be challenging for high school's teachers, especially those new to the profession. He shares the following tips for those considering the plunge. So here's some of his tips. Lead an activity you enjoy. It's probably good for you know life in general. Do stuff you like. Not just something no one else wants to do. I have to. So when, when I was student teaching, and I don't know if you got this, Brad, as an English person or not, but when I was student teaching, our supervisor actually said, when you write your application letter, make sure you put on there that you're willing to advise the student newspaper and advise the yearbook because nobody wants to do that job. 
seven years later do you after want to doing do that? that job. Uh, Nobody uh, still wants that job. I, I am, I, uh, you know, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. I, I am, I am proud to say that, that my, my advisor in that sense was, was very wrong, but, um, but the, but the advice itself comes back to that point, you know, the advice to try to do something that nobody else wants to make yourself more marketable. But um, and, and maybe, yes, maybe that that could lead to a higher, you know, a, a, an appointment decision or whatever. But at the end of the day, that's really not doing what's best for the kids, because that will lead to, you know, potential right. burnout on your end and whatever. We're so, so, we're so proud of you, Fitzy. Oh, CJ, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> Walked Twitter into hand. that trap. <laughs> I think he set himself up for this. I think he did. We are proud. I'm waiting, guys. I'm waiting. <laughs> you are the sun on our rainy days, Fitz. Oh. You are the wind beneath our wings, guys. <laughs> Good thing you can't see. You can't hear the sound of blushing on the. No. On the... <laughs> he also says it might be. It might help fulfill if you do something that you actually enjoy, an aspect of your life that is missing. Some people would say get a puppy, maybe too. I don't know. Budget your time and stay organized. Utilize technology. We're not going to name any names for people who might not utilize technology that we know, but it's uh, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, Whoa. sorry, sorry, I had a tickle. What did you do there? Uh, we can, we can, we can cut that. So utilize technology and other means of making your responsibilities easier to manage. Make time for yourself, probably. It's important to realize you have a personal life too, especially with babies. Taking on extra duties can lead to burnout and communication issues. So it's important to take a break every day. Oh, all, all day every day is a break for me, come on. And be sure to communicate your schedule with nice. your family. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't care. No, I care. I care. <laughs> and finally, consider saying no. Wow, you guys are like, I should have heard that that? about that. That's Spanish. How do you do that? Let's ask Bo. Is that Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Senora will have to translate that word for, for, for some of us. <laughs> it's common to feel overwhelmed in this profession, especially in the early days. Make sure you're comfortable with your current schedule before taking on anything extra. So in an article titled, Why Teachers Should Value Extracurricular Activities, the author lists what he believes are, more, are the most important reasons for this type of involvement. They are getting creative about helping children, uh, example of how he opened the gym on Friday nights to provide a safe place for kids, conveying enthusiasm for the profession. I would add that hopeful teachers have enthusiasm and not just convey it. Building connections to the classroom, uh, allowing students to see another side of you and vice versa. Having fun, reaching the hesitant child. Sometimes students succeed more outside of a formal classroom setting. I think we've all seen that. Mm -hmm. uh, and pursuing personal interests. I have to kind of say, I mean, think about all the extra things that you've done outside of the classroom. Um, whether it be like something as simple as, as uh, chaperoning a, a dance or a field trip or something uh, even like more involved like sponsoring a club or coaching a sports team or whatever some of those some of those moments and some of those uh, experiences that you you have and um, the ways that you kind of make those connections outside of the classroom um, I would say are, are very professionally fulfilling and it's not just you know like it if your focus is only on how much time you're putting in and how much money you're making, you're kind of missing the point. I would say, yeah. Unfortunately, maybe unfortunately, not unfortunately. Some people, the lasting memories are going to be of maybe certain people dancing around at prom. Like certain teachers <laughs> dancing. Like, that's what they're about. Not <coughs> about them in the classroom, perhaps. And then, like, years down the road, that's right, they did this. Well, so, yeah, lasting memories, not just for yourself, but also for students in that regard. I'm sure you guys remember being in high school and, like, going to the grocery store and be like, oh, man, that's a my teacher 
They're human. They're wearing normal clothes. <laughs> They're buying real They're food. They're buying real food. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. yeah. No, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Like kids see you as a person again and, and not just like a, a authoritative figure, which is which is kind of nice because then that's that's how you build essentially rapport with your and, students. And at the end of the day, that's why I got into teaching. It wasn't just because it wasn't the content first. It's like it's about the students, you know, right. and, uh, being able to be an influence perhaps, but just, you know, the interactions, uh, the memories, that sort of stuff, just helping people transition from, you know, high school into college or the workforce or whatever. I like history. I love history. Yeah. But that wasn't like, it's like, oh, I love history so much. And then students are secondary. No, like, and so I would say like these extracurricular things really help to foster those relationships. Would you consider yourself an historian? I don't know. I don't know. Should I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. Uh-huh. Yeah. No particular reason, huh? No particular reason. Okay. Fair enough. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> okay. We need to take a break now. Yeah, after after, uh, after the love fest. My lack of sleep is kicking in. <laughs> what? Lack of sleep? What? <laughs> well, when we come back, we're going to sit down with our good pal and faithful listener of the pod, Craig Bowen. Boom. He's, uh, so stick with us. I'm excited. We'll be ready. Oh, absolutely. How do you say excited in Spanish? Excited. I French, but I don't know how to say French. Oh, say French. No, Alexis. Spanish is rudimentary at best. We are really. <laughs> we'll find out after the break. Time <laughs> for Teacher is the brainchild of Aaron Fitzpatrick, Nate Langelli, and Brad Baldwin, and is produced in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed on this podcast are the hosts' and guests' own, and do not reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without the written consent of Brad's babies, the Bald Twins, is strictly prohibited. All right, so welcome back. We are here with Senor Craig Bowen. Hello. Hola. <laughs> so, Bo, before we begin, I have a question that we, uh, we left off with. Okay. A lot of listeners out there, many of our students probably, are curious about a question. Como se dice excited? Emocionado. Oh, nice. I remember Como uh, Se Dice, that's about it. <laughs> how do you say? I, I don't know. I think. Uh, what? No, I'm what saying that's what Como Se Dice is. How do you say it? I mean, so, yeah, how does one oh, say How do you say excited is what you asked him, and he yeah. answered in Spanish. And you and Same I are sitting here like idiots, like, what the heck is he going to be in Jaws to the floor. You got French, right? <laughs> I took three years of French. Oui, oui. Yeah, that's oui, oui. about all I remember. I took yeah. three years of Spanish in one semester in college. Uh, I do remember a few words. <laughs> I, sit, I sat in on some Spanish classes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, good for you. I got a credits for him. I just <laughs> don't remember much. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Craig, we wanted to – well, I, I think it started with um, – I don't know, like every time we'd release an episode, we talked to you. And like, hey, someone's listening to the podcast. <laughs> you have some great feedback for us and, and uh, you know, seemed excited reviews. and wanted, just wanted to know when we were putting out the do episode. You, and we didn't we do it in January and we heard from you and we are like, Oh man, we gotta stay on our game because we don't want to disappoint Craig. Yeah, you guys got me hooked, and then there was nothing to listen to. And it was like the yeah. bait and switch. Yeah, I think. There's like, what do you think? No more podcasts out there. What, this is the only one. What, what do you think? What do you think? N- new tagline like "Pod for Teacher" when there's nothing better to listen to. <laughs> Pretty much. Could yeah. be worse. Could be a lot worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, you guys got me going. I went through the first three or four real quick, and then I'm like, all right, when's the next one? Like, I wanted to just call and order one. Excellent. Now, do you think we're going to have, like, the Bowen effect? Like, if people hear that he's on, is that going to have a little spike in 
listenership. I hope so, and I, I hope that I hope that it rivals the Griff effect. I want to oh, I want to see that we get a little rivalry effect. going on the on the yeah. pod here. But we aside from just uh, you know talking to you about this and and things, we we kind of figure like how can we get Craig on the pod? We, he's got so many you know he's got so many experiences through his years of teaching or whatever. Like what can we do? What can we talk to him about? I mean, um, you know, teaching a a foreign language is, is kind of interesting and exciting and, uh, of a topic. We Especially talk- since English is foreign to a lot of students in this country, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're struggling with English. Not, you know, people, well, that's their main language. You see the joke I'm playing. There. I, I, I you, get you it. You got yeah. that? I, I didn't feel like, okay. I, I Wait, follow. I follow. You understand? I, I got that's El Chiste. Ooh. Joke is a cheese I'm getting hungry. Cheese steak. Cheese steak. Oh, Not a cheese steak. Cheese steak. <laughs> I'm getting no, so I'm confused. And anyways, you should probably start with this interview, I guess. Anyways, um, <laughs> so but yeah, over the years we realized that you, um, you know, could, you're currently sponsoring the Spanish club, and and uh, you and I had a conversation not too long ago about you used to like help out with the musicals and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Man, this guy has done a lot of stuff, and we wanted to just kind of start by asking you about like what your experience has been like over your career sponsoring extracurricular activities. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start off with which ones I've done, et cetera. And so be, as be said, honest, as you're going through it, tell us ones were terrible. And which one, no, <laughs> well, really if good. I did it, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, obviously I'm the Spanish club sponsor now. Um, I also am the sophomore class sponsor now. And something else I'm doing right now that's semi-related to freedom is I'm the vice president of Central Valley Hockey. And a lot of, not a lot, but a few of the players on the team are from freedom. And that takes a lot of my time. But other activities I've uh, helped with or sponsored, I've been a mentor teacher. Um, I've done football stats for Mr. Rosa. Okay. I was the defensive statistician on the sideline. Oh. I've been the winter sports supervisor back when Mr. Gene Matzuk was our basketball coach. <laughs> and and Mr. Rosa was our wrestling coach. Um, I've been the assistant play director for Mr. Kavalik. That's one probably nobody would ever guess. <laughs> because uh, I never thought that I would be an assistant play director. And then KK cornered me one time. And <laughs> As he's, he's known to, to do. do. Yes, yeah. he's very good at that. Um, I can see and, the artist within. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very artsy. I got a funny story if you want to hear it later Absolutely. about my first year there. But he said to me, would you like to be the assistant play director? I said, KK, I'm a second-year teacher. I don't even know what a assistant play director does. I've never been involved. That's okay, Bob. That's okay. <laughs> and I kept deflecting and deflecting, and eventually he said to me, Bob, either crap or get off the pot. <laughs> and he didn't use those words, but I had to make a decision, and I decided to do it. He's quite the wordsmith. Yes, <laughs> he, he sure is. is. So I was the assistant play director for three years, oh, which basically mean I was meant I was KK's whipping boy, <laughs> and uh, the and reason why something wasn't working was me. So after those three years, were you tenured into that position, or you? Well, I, like, <laughs> after those three years, I think KK had enough of me. Uh, he got rid of me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I told him I was at the time I'd just gotten married, and uh, it, when you do get married, it takes a lot of your time away. Um, it cuts back on the time you have. The biggest time commitment I ever had sponsoring something was the play. Um, it was definitely the most rewarding as well. Uh, a couple other ones real quick I, that I also have done. Uh, the sophomore class sponsor I mentioned, I've been a union building rep, and we also used to put on teacher plays. Oh. And I don't know if you know huh. about that. Patty Ross used to run a teacher play. Every couple of years we would do one to raise money for the FAEA scholarship. 
and I participated in that. And they were crazy. They were so much fun. <laughs> I'd never been acting before, but I got that opportunity as well. And those are. Do we have this on tape anywhere? Is there, is I, mean, there recording? I thought I had a copy of one of them. The two plays were called. If you can find them, they're they're <laughs> really down, really good. Um, fairy tale Fairy Tale Follies, which was a bunch of fairy tales that we as bad actors would manage to screw up in a funny way. <laughs> and um, the other one was A Christmas Carol All Scrooged Up, which was absolutely hysterical. If there is a way to find a copy of that, it really is. They were really good plays. I mean, we weren't good at the Scrooge? No. Um, <laughs> Mr. Wakus, God rest his soul, Mr. Wakus oh, yeah. was Scrooge. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Mr. Rosa was in the place. Oh, that'd be uh, good to see. Yeah. We can tell when he was in the uh, the Wizard of Oz with us and the Music Man. Like, he had some chops. Oh yeah, so he, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. Man, the man had done it before. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of rhythm. Not his first time at the rodeo, there, if you will. Um, so, with all your lists there, you know your many activities. That you, you did mention time. You know, getting yes. things. What would you say might be the most challenging aspect of sponsoring, coaching, whatever other activities you've been involved with? Um. For me right now, the most difficult part is with teaching at both schools, with being at the middle school. And then if for me to meet with the students, I have to leave one building and run back to the other building and try to meet with them um, during PLT. Meanwhile, I'm down at the middle school. And that's, that makes it difficult now. But overall, probably the most difficult or the most challenging thing as a club sponsor is just the amount of time it takes. Some take more than others. You can make the club as busy as you want it to be. But some just naturally take a lot of hours, like the play. That was every day after school for hours for a few months. And it was the most rewarding when it was over. Man, I, I can't say enough how thankful I was that KK got me into the play. Uh, so when you're, when you're balancing your full-time job in the classroom with extracurriculars outside of it, how do you avoid a burnout? Maybe you can't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if you, I'll tell you, if you do too much. Asking for a friend. <laughs> you think you could help. Um, if you do too much, there's, you are going to get burnt out. You have to pick and choose and limit what you can realistically commit to and keep your sanity and do justice to the clubs that, you're in, that you want to be involved in. I, I think you should probably... Pick a couple that you really, really want to do and try to budget your time for those. I think that would be your best bet. And kind of flip, the flipping the coin, if you will, let's, let's turn your clock back one, two, three decades perhaps maybe. You, you, as a young lad yourself, were you involved in extracurriculars on the other side when you were a student? When I was a student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like as students, like trying to think, like, is there advice we can give to them as well? Because, you know, obviously from a teacher okay. side, you have experience. I'm just curious, as a student, were you also involved? Because we, we saw this research that they said, you know, kids that are involved in extracurricular things, they tend to do better in different areas, whatever. So I'm just curious what your personal background was in that. Um, in high school, I participated in, I was in the Spanish club. Of course, I really liked Spanish, go figure. Really? I'm a Spanish teacher. Uh, and we did a little bit. We had a few activities. We'd go skiing. We'd go to the pirate game. We'd go to the penguin game. I was in that club. Um, I played baseball. Out of curiosity, if you say if you say yippee in Spanish, is it still yippee or is it different? Oh, you go down the hill, down the, <laughs> the, down the slopes, yippee! I yeah. mostly yelled "ayúdame." <laughs> that means help me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a very good skier when I first started. Um, 
Yeah, I think baseball was the one I committed to sports-wise and then Spanish club, but I don't think we had as many choices of clubs. Okay. What do you think? I guess, do you think it benefited you being involved in those things outside of the classroom? Like for, oh, school, for sure. school spirit, pride, whatever it is? Like, for sure. There was always school pride um, in the sport you played for. And then the, the Spanish club, what was nice about it was just getting to go someplace. I, my parents never took me skiing. So if I weren't in that club, I would probably would have never gone skiing in my lifetime. Found out I kind of liked it and enjoyed it. So I think maybe for some of our students, if they join a club, maybe that might lead to them getting an experience they would have never gotten. And it might not even be an experience directly related to that club. I've never been downhill skiing. Water skiing once. I got up, stayed up for a while, and that, that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my experience. I don't, want, I don't like fish. <laughs> I don't want fish touching me, so I'll stick to the sea. They typically don't just, like run into you, you know, the fish. They, they keep their distance for the most part. I'm you, though. I like seeing, I like seeing what's I know underneath they're there. I hear Jaws music. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I tried skiing once as part of a, a school trip, and I, I, I also I yelled something out loud. That, that It sounded sort of like what you said, but you know, because this is a family show, I'm going to choice words I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> from, uh, from sharing. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting how many different opportunities kind of present themselves in a setting like this that you maybe never would even have thought of before, but, like, you know, just as just being a part of the, the whole organism going back to one of our, our last episodes uh it i don't know it's just like being connections. a part of it matters it, yeah it, it matters to be a part of it and, this isn't yeah. connected at all you said you know as a family show i'm not really sure we classify then you got me thinking like i'm envisioning like family sitting around the radio like fireside chat with fdr <laughs> yeah. or something like that. this is such a, let's tune in and see what the guys are saying today <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really doesn't connect to anything, but that's what made me think whenever you said family show. Yeah. yeah or Full House. Oh, no, Full House. Oh, no. She got arrested. There was, a, that I, I, I don't know if this is true or not, there was an episode. That, that yes, I read that. That, that they, they basically cheated to get the twins into yeah, a more prestigious preschool. So yeah. it was a foreshadowing about... 27, 20, 26 that. years later. Gotta love Bob Saget stand-ups. <laughs> oh, man. Not see, what I expected. <laughs> I can see parents trying to do that, you know, wanting to be so competitive to get their kid into the better program so they can tell their friends, oh, yeah, my son is in that. Hey, extracurriculars will help you with that, right? That's right. Extracurriculars <laughs> can get you in. That's right. So, I guess if you don't have $50 million. <laughs> so then what kind of advice would you give people on both sides of it, you know, with teaching or being students and this idea of uh, getting involved doing things but still maybe trying to avoid being completely burned out you know so what kind of advice would you give for teachers wanting to help out or what advice would you give for students wanting to maybe jump in and get more involved um, but still be able to kind of balance it all out I think I would say to a teacher maybe a young teacher try to get involved in something even if it's not something you would assume is normally your cup of tea like acting perhaps like acting or helping with the stage um, because the benefits that you will gain um, I think the thing that I gained the most in these activities is I managed to connect with kids outside of the classroom in a way where normally you're trying to teach them something so you're I'm naturally not, I'm at, at a, most of us are <laughs> yeah. trying to teach sure, them something sure. so you're naturally at odds with each other you know you want them to do this they want to do that and so you never can, it's harder to build that normal relationship with them. But when you're outside of the building, when I take students bowling for Spanish club, 
I'll sit and bowl with a kid who in class probably hates me the whole time he's in class. I don't, I don't but, believe it. But when we're bowling together, he's laughing with me, having a good time, joking with me when I throw the ball in the gutter. And, and he, he gets to see, hey, he's not such a bad guy. And next time in class, maybe when I ask him to you know, sit down and do your work, instead of arguing with me about it, he goes along, hey, I respect that guy and I'll, and I'll go along with it. I'll do what he asked me to do. Now, that guy's self-esteem is low. He throws the gutter ball. I have to be nice to him. I'm a better bowler than Mr. Bowen. So. Come some slack, huh? Yeah. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. You don't have to. How do you say gutter ball in Spanish? No tengo ni idea. That, I can't even repeat that. That means I don't have any idea. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've never translate. bowled in Spanish or had the so, reason to learn the word for gutter in or, Spanish. Why don't we learn this once you have to, like... We may translate have to Google both, translate both, both parts of that word and then well, put it together. Because I have ball, you have the, the ball can yeah. be Ebola or a pelota. Ebola? Not Ebola. <laughs> no. Mebola. But um, bola is a ball. Pelota is another type of ball. Um, bowling, I've seen three or four different words for bowling. There's El Fuego de Bolas, the game of <laughs> balls, bolas. Um but I don't know. Gutter ball, I have no idea. Miss Goodson, she had a really good high school Spanish teacher. She may be able to help I've you heard, with that. I've heard of this. <laughs> so, For those of you listening that are unfamiliar, Miss Goodson's high school Spanish teacher, Craig Bowling. <laughs> See? She's successful. Very successful. Mostly from her own work. So we we had uh, our, we have a kind of a running gag with, with, with Jeff Griffith, Uncle Griffith, as we affectionately call him on the pod, because... Uh, we didn't even realize he was listening at first. So he just sort of got into it. And we're like, oh, he's, he, he has something to say about every episode. Yeah. He's also very quick to offer his candid remarks when now, it comes to... Now, let's to, be fair. I'm not sure if he's listening to the most recent episodes. I have to follow up with him. He may be dropping the ball here a little. He's falling off the wagon a little bit. We got yeah, to kick him. Maybe I, think, I can bring I think, him back. I think you Senior Bowen here might be our super fan now. He's senior. A, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, just I don't know, thinking about how Griff kind of candidly offers his uh his critiques and his, his candid remarks about about our podcast just as a as a more avid listener we'll say dare dare we say than than uncle griff what would you say uh, where where have we missed the mark like what what would you have to say where, or what oh, have you wow. learned about no, us I'm like nervous. you're a teacher we want some crit constructive criticism like how, how could you, <laughs> you do us a favor though and give us the criticism in spanish so we cannot understand you <laughs> so you no. don't you want to know or you don't not no, want we to wanna, know we want to okay. know we want to grow. Let me think. It's all about learning. Well, first of all, I, <laughs> I really do enjoy it. I didn't even know podcasts existed. And <laughs> I can sit there and listen. I really like, I feel like when I'm listening to you guys, I'm sitting around with a group of friends, having a conversation. And I feel like there's times you say things and I want to chime in. Um, maybe make them longer <laughs> so there's more to listen to. All right. Um, Most people say that we should make shut them up shorter. faster. <laughs> Yeah, it's 15 like he, minutes might be the best. And when he says like he didn't know, even know podcasts exist, I wouldn't. I'd say most humans probably don't know this podcast exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're trying. I'm trying. I tell we're everyone that will listen. The Bowen Bump's going to do it for us. I um, still haven't gotten my wife on board. She's like, eh, she won't listen. I just listened to one or two. She hears like, his voice enough. Let's that's be true. honest. That's, that's true. That's very true. Actually, I was going to ask you guys a question. Oh, geez. Club related. I, I'm trying to think of something. I like it. This has never had. This is a first on Pod for Teacher. Yes. If you could create and start your own club here at Freedom for our high school students. And it could be anything within reason, <laughs> something that definitely you have a connection with. What's something you would like to make available to the kids that, or to the students that they might really find they really are interested in 
but we don't offer it, that you have the skills or experience with to offer. I don't have a good answer right now. I'm thinking. The wheels I, are turning. I actually had one, um, and it's, it's one I'd thought of before. So when I was in high school, we had uh, a, a tradition that we did every fall. It was called. Oh, we here we go. He loves his traditions. If you don't know, Mr. Fitzpatrick, he is a fanatic about traditions. Fitzpatrick. You do, do something. <laughs> oh, no. Now, now our guests are combining words. At, at you will. do something once. It's an automatic tradition for this guy. He's like, remember last year on the third Thursday of this month when we all went out and we bought Pepsi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that we should do that again this year. Make it a tradition. Yeah. If, 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 it, if it evoked the warm glow inside, you, know, yeah. you just if yeah. you felt great about it, then you're like, let's make that happen again. That's, that's what I'm all about. Anyway, so, but when I was in high school, and, and my high school still does this. I, I, I do know that for a fact. But they have a, uh, they have a senior class play. Okay. And um, they do it every fall. It's just a straight play. There's no musical, you know, aspect to it. The seniors do the promotions. They're the actors. They're the crew. They do all of it. And it is the primary fundraiser for their senior class trip. Okay. Now, part of it I thought of because you know I also was roped into helping KK okay. uh, <laughs> with the musical for a couple of Did my you early years. Throw wood at you? <laughs> no, but he threw some colorful language at me every once in a while <laughs> through the headset. Um, red, yellow, purple? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I would say red. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, um, but I think between that, the fact that I've done a little bit of theater stuff just for fun like in my life, and then that I do sponsor the seniors, yeah. that, that, that'd be a really great idea. It'd be cool to, to make the senior trip free yes. and get the seniors involved. And then I just realized... I don't know when I would squeeze any of that into my life. There's I, your burnout. And I'm not, and there's the burnout. And I was like, I'm not going to bring that up because if I bring it up, I'm going to be in charge of it immediately. <laughs> but I, I do think that that would be a cool thing because I think a lot of the kids don't get involved in drama club because they can't sing or they're afraid to sing. But maybe, you know, we ours was always kind of like a, a murder mystery comedy, yeah. you know, and they, they thought like, oh, I can be goofy up on stage or, you know, the kids that were too shy would do the the promo stuff right. behind the scenes stuff and it was a really neat tradition that, that happened and it you know that way you have two shows that come to and we have a pretty great community yes. that supports our theater program that I think would show up and I so it's, it's just the the legwork and the, and the you know like that the that uh, group behind it would need to be there but yeah and the one that just popped into my head is something we used to have but don't have anymore the, the World Affairs Club. We said World Affairs like, yeah. yeah Model UN that sort yeah, of stuff. Rosalind Iolta. Yeah exactly exactly now, like Fitz said, like, I don't want to organize around that sort of stuff, but as an option for kids, you know, that, that sort of world, that sort of um, aspect, you know, that could benefit some people who are interested in kind of talking about the bigger issues beyond, you know, this state, this country, kind of looking at a more global perspective. Um, so like I said, I, I, for me, I used to coach, you know, I wasn't very good at it, but I used to coach. And like you said, with time, like when, now that I have two girls, like that's a, that's a big thing it's too. realistic. Like, right. Time constraint. Maybe down the road again, we can hop back in, do other things. But for right now, you got to balance it out between, you know, doing too much, not enough. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. I, a soon to be five-year-old, soon to be two-year-old, oh. you know, running around. Your busy around. times are coming. <laughs> yeah. I think Wait I'm busy now. Wait till they now. start their own activities. Uh -huh. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, you just I made me think of a club and that was one that kind of popped in that we used to have. We yeah. don't have any more, and maybe someday it'll come back. Who knows? I'd like to have an 80s club where <laughs> teach the kids about the 80s. Just come in, show them what they used to wear. They can come dressed like that for the club meetings. It's just so Watch you... movies from the 80s. <laughs> Wait, is this just so you can grow a mullet? 
Is that, is I don't that think basically? I ever had a mullet. Is that why? I don't like, think I ever had a mullet. Like, I had like a long tail one. Time. We could call the club Craig Bowen's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted. Yep. Just the 80s. And show the movies. You know, significant movies from the 80s, significant music from the 80s, how they dress. You don't play with a Rubik's Cube? My kid has one. I could never solve it. I tried one time when I was young, and I got frustrated, and then I thought, I'll take it apart. So I took it apart, and I was just going to put it back together. I never was able to get it back together. <laughs> so I, I was not good at the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I was born in 85, so I can't really, I mean, I didn't, I don't remember it. I didn't grow up in it, so... I graduated in 89 from high school. So oh, so those, I you, lived those, are, those are your heydays. Those are the oh, years. okay. Oh, All right. Different perspective then. Yes. <laughs> Favorite 80s band, go. The Cure. That was not even, you didn't even hesitate. <laughs> uh, I, I think I have, well, up to a point, I have every one of their CDs, like going way back. What are way, CDs? Way, way Explain. What are CDs? <laughs> I'm actually just explaining to the students today what cassette tapes are. Oh. Because the Spanish word for tape, adhesive tape, it's the same as the word for a cassette tape in Spanish, and we were just talking about that. Some of them were looking at me like, I know what that is, and then others were looking at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? I don't know. <laughs> I just thought, well, I guess I don't, I don't really have a whole lot to tell them. Some of you know, some of you don't know. Here's what the word is. And move it on. Cinta, and that means tape. <laughs> Fair enough. I think there was a point in time where I, I used to have, I used to make references to things like that, thinking like, oh, they, you know, they're going to think that's really neat, you know, that doesn't exist anymore or whatever. And I think the day that I <clears throat> that I lost my smile was the day that they <laughs> let me know with, in no uncertain terms that uh, nothing I was saying was cool to them at all, and, and it, like I, I had become one of the old people that that was disconnecting with their <laughs> their generation, um, and let's uh, be honest really hard sometimes to try to come up with references that they they get like and uh you know the cultural divide yeah they set their expectations lower as you get older though because <laughs> if i can just throw out one or two rappers names a year that are current i'm in they think that i'm cool <laughs> you know and i just steal them off of my kids when, when my kids at home are listening to music i'll say who is that they say oh that's nba young boy so now I know one that's, current rapper. That's a real that's NBA a, young boy is a current rapper. Oh man. Okay. Oh and, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 33, going on 34, feeling like 64 maybe right now. I don't know. <laughs> See, I knew one. I knew one, and I'm overwhelmed. You're, you're, you're passing along the knowledge. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit to all of my classes that Senior Bowen, way cooler than this guy right here. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Well, Craig, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Pod for Teacher. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Thank you guys for doing it. I really, I we joke around, but I really do enjoy it. Good, I really do. Well, we enjoy doing it. <laughs> Pod for Teacher is sponsored by 68 Speed Mill in sunny New Brighton, PA. Now, while I do eat like a pig, it is a restaurant for humans, and if you walk out of there hungry, it's your own fault. We. Fitz and I recommend burgers, fries, pancakes, omelets, and basically anything else we've eaten. And and at the same time, <laughs> we're not we're not talking <laughs> this is we're not talking true. about separate meals here. This I is need to go there. Yeah, absolutely. You, you were not present the day we, we went. <laughs> I was not. So we uh, we'll make another trip out there. Can't wait. <laughs> we'll have Brad update you on the next pod. <laughs> okay, so we're back. 
Um, with our exit ticket today, I guess really the the biggest question that that we we come back and land on here is like why why get involved? You know, it, you know, obviously there's plenty of research out there to say to suggest that students who are involved in extracurriculars seem to benefit from it, despite the fact that there are obstacles in the way of that. And um, but at, you know, as, from a teacher's perspective, why get involved with the extracurriculars that we get involved with? And just it just makes me think of my time as a student and as a teacher. I like my extracurriculars in high school, whether it was sports, uh, during the musical my senior year, a lot more than I like my academics. And so I think that it just overall added to my experience in high school a lot more. I was kind of a miserable student, I had a bad attitude, you know what I'm saying. But the extracurriculars helped and it really prepared me. And I would say like in life, the more you do things, maybe get outside your comfort zone a little bit more, you might actually enjoy it a little more. You might find something that you weren't good at and it might be like, hey. I'm actually, I don't suck at this. It's not terrible, or I'm not terrified, or I'm not poor, you know? So uh, it's just an encouragement to everybody to maybe just just try. And then the comforting thing is, if you try and it's not your cup of tea, for most things you can back out, you know? Unless you get roped in by KK year after year <laughs> after year, maybe. That's always a possibility. <laughs> um, Brad had to step out, but he did leave us with this. Um, he, he, he let us know that he gets involved and is involved be, uh, because he believes that building rapport with students and developing skills and techniques as an educator and a model is something that he finds uh, to be extremely fulfilling. I would have to agree with that. Um, and to kind of echo um, what Nate had just shared there, you know, as a student, I kind of feel like some of the uh, activities and things that I got involved with kind of really like uh, made me aware of some things that I, I could do that I never thought of before that. Some, in some cases actually shaped aspects of my future career. I, for example, I, you know, my, my dad and my grandpa, and my uncles taught me how to golf, not very well. I mean, they, they taught me well. <laughs> I much better than play. I, sir. I much <laughs> better than I. Thank you. Um, but I, you know, I played on the high school golf team just because I thought it would be fun, not because I was very competitive with golf. And then eventually I ended up coaching golf here. And then, you know, my, uh, our, play director, a musical director at my high school kind of convinced me to, to, to be in the senior class play and then be in the musical, which then led me to do a couple shows whenever I was in college and then got involved here. And then they've then since roped you and I yes. into uh, being Just to <laughs> brag stage. a little, in high school, I did win a Mancini Award for those of you in Western PA who are familiar with the theater world. <laughs> Not, just saying, just saying, you know. But then again, they do say even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like like dusting off the old. Uh... But I agree. Like from my basketball experience, then I coached basketball because I loved it, you know. And so just uh, stepping out, trying new things, is always good. But maybe we'll we'll tackle this a little bit more the whole burnout issue because I think that's a real real concern. Not even just for teachers, but even for students, because we kind of see how bogged down they can be. They're in this club. They're in that sport. They're doing their homework. They're coming in looking frazzled. So maybe we'll, we'll kind of tackle that issue, but we both agree that it's good to get involved, but the proper balance might be something to, to address as well for people. No doubt, um, for sure. I mean, and, and if you think of the burnout thing, which we, we believe we'll be tackling in greater depth in a future pod, um, if you're burnout, you're going to, it's going to be reflected in, in how you carry out your business. It's going to, it's going to impact the students, just, just like your enthusiasm and your energy in the classroom. And uh, so it's, it's better for you to find the balance first so you can kind of transmit that energy and passion and enthusiasm to those students that want to be involved and can maybe help them discover their own uh, passions along the way. Agreed. 
that's all we have for today. We'd like to thank Senior Craig Bowen for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at pod for teacher You can follow Aaron at AFitzPatrickCJE, and you can follow Nate at NLangeli. Please subscribe and rate. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys.